years old and making $1 million per week on TikTok. Hi, I'm that aging pop star who just discovered Twitter. You are listening to Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast. Here every week, we talk about all kinds of things such as creativity, how to cope in quarantine, and mental health. Sometimes we interview other aging pop stars and octogenarians on TikTok to get their take. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Karen and welcome to Thanksgiving week. It's great to see you. Katie, it's great to see you. Welcome to Indigenous Peoples Week. Yes. Welcome to Indigenous Peoples Week. Oh, okay. Someone tweeted, bringing a deadly disease to people with little to no immunity is a very authentic Thanksgiving reenactment. Mm, boom. boom. Yeah. yeah. So as we walk into this Thanksgiving week, Indigenous persons, wait, what is it again? Indigenous. Indigenous Peoples Week. I, we could call it Thanksgiving. I just, I felt like I needed to call out that like how problematic this whole thing is. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I mean, the fact that like no one calls it Columbus Day anymore and they call it what it should be called, which is Indigenous Persons Day, Indigenous yeah. Persons Day. Um, calling it Indigenous Peoples Week is totally appropriate. And I, I do love the idea of, you know, celebrating Native Americans and celebrating people who were hurt so much by um, basically the invasion of and the colonization from Europe. Yeah. And also I love the idea of gratitude. And so it's like, how do those two mm. things mix? You know, like, it's like, do they mix? I don't know, because right now, oof. <sighs> yeah, I, I think, you know, I think it actually is a perfect, intersection collision for this for the theme we decided on today like how how do we find gratitude how do we create space in our lives to be grateful knowing that a bunch of shit's really wrong today's presenting sponsor of of course i'm not okay the podcast are the thousands and thousands of turkeys running free this thanksgiving because there just is, are not as many people gathering, so there are just not as much need for turkeys. We're all sitting down eating turkey breasts, turkey thighs, or turkey random parts. No one's making a whole turkey this year. We're all splitting up the same turkey. So they're just turkeys running free. Turkeys running free, we're happy for you, and we really appreciate you dedicating the money to sponsoring this podcast. Yes. Like this week, I feel like I struggled. Like I've been, you know, I've been in like some personal struggles and I've also been, you know, kind of struggling with the aftermath of the election and like Oregon right now is shut down as a lot of places, Chicago included, like there's just so many places that are shutting down right now. And then it's interesting too, because I had this moment where I had, I was talking to um, someone and they, I was telling them that you know, I have this podcast that it's all, it's called, of course, I'm not okay. And I, and I have this um, newsletter that I write every month called rainbows and shit piles. And that's about pain and joy and vulnerability and all the things. And like, and the thing is, is this person was like, Hey, so if you were happy, what would that do to your brand? 
And I was just like, okay, I, I have nothing to say to that. And I was totally terrified because I was like, wait, but I need to embrace some sort of, I don't know, struggle or something like that. But then it kind of made me really think it's like, and this is kind of a complicated topic. It's like, where does the joy fit in when there's so much pain in the world? And like, I think there's something to be said around like finding space, making space for joy, allowing things to be good, finding gratitude in, you know, these times, even when they're hard for a lot of people, including ourselves at some points. Yeah. And the idea that feeling guilty or feeling shitty or not wanting to embrace joy doesn't make life any better for anyone else. It's not like you, like, it's not like us wallowing in, oh, I shouldn't be grateful for what I have. It's not like that emotion is somehow helping other people who don't have access to the resources we do. Yes. So like be grateful and help somebody else. Yes. Like I'm going to feel as bad as that person as I imagine that person feels, but not do anything to help that person. Yes, totally. And it's like, I think this is so evident in social media right now where, you know, I know you and I have talked about like this concept around like sometimes people will post these really joyful things and as a disc, they'll actually add disclaimers. Like you've seen that on people's posts and it's like, it just kind of makes it sad. It's like, oh no, you can just be happy. Like you can just embrace joy. And when you do embrace your own joy, it allows other people to embrace theirs as well. Absolutely. And to be happy for you, you know, I think you and I talked about, I have a friend who's pregnant right now and who is couching their joy on Instagram with, I know everything's shit right now. Like all of these, yes, like I don't want to have just unbridled, unconditional joy about this thing. I have to couch it some way. Some way, And yeah, it is very true of social media. And I think the only place I know, I see it on Twitter too. There's a lot of movement. I feel like my Twitter feed at least is a ton of journalists and there's a lot of movement in the industry. People are going to different jobs. And yeah, even on that, people are couching like, I know everything's shit, but some personal news, you know, like, okay, well, just say yeah. it. Just say it, you know? I mean, there's, like, I think there's, like, a happy medium around, like, being, you, you can be as real as you want to be, and if that reality, if your reality is happiness, and if it's joy, embrace it. Like, that's wonderful. Like, that's, we need more joy in the world always, and especially now. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're joyful, and then someone kind of, like, knocks you down a peg, and, like, I, Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I think I, I had this experience about a year ago where I had like a really joyful vacation, basically. And it was one of those things where it was just, I was so, so happy. And I came back and I was telling someone about it and they were like, hey, so there's no way that that was entirely happy. Like what really happened? And I was, I was like, oh no, well okay. And I actually found myself in that moment, like saying like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to try to think of the negative. Okay. Let me hold on a second. And it wasn't even, it was not conscious. This happened within a millisecond, Karen. And so like, I, I, I just, I, I thought, okay, well, I, I'm just going to, okay. Yes, you're right. Like there are a few things that were not perfect, but really what they did was it lowered the vibration of the conversation. And what I really want is just to like, raise the vibration of the world, which is interesting when this person that I was talking to a couple of weeks ago asked me what it would do to my brand. And I stopped because like the way I see our podcast 
you know, the name, of course, I'm not okay to me is very funny. Like, I think it's very funny. And so it's like, I, but also we're honest and like, you know, we're, you know, talking about mental health, we're talking about being in shit storms and we're also talking about being really joyful, but it, it's hard to describe. It's like, I don't live there. I don't live in the place where I'm not okay all the time. And I don't want to live there, if that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And no one wants to live there. And it is funny. And the whole, I think 2020 is this odd upside down world because usually you're not encouraged to talk about what's wrong. So now we've gotten into, now 2020, it's not okay to talk about what's right in your life. It's not okay to talk about positive things. It's not okay to be joyful or grateful. Yeah, yeah, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by The Future and the President Kamala Harris re-election campaign. We are so excited that Kamala Harris has decided to sponsor this podcast for her re-election. Um, she has had quite the run. It's been amazing and all of us are so excited for her second term. Uh, just for um, background, from the future, Joe Biden decided not to run a second term. And so she started her term, her first term in 2025 with the 2024 election. And then now she's running again in 2029. Ooh, I know that's a scary number to think about. Uh, thank you, President Harris, for sponsoring this podcast. And thank you for keeping the country together. We love you. And I, I feel like I, I also struggle with people who, I mean, people are always going to try to shit in your salad, right? They're always going to try to just like, oh, you're feeling happy right now. I'm not feeling happy. I'm going to pull you down to where I am just because I can and I also struggle with like, how do you put up boundaries and like not take that from that person? Like, how do you just like raise that invisible shield of like, you are trying to direct some shit at me I don't want. No, thank you. You don't want to, yes. I struggle all the time with it. Well, I mean, to yeah, that is a huge struggle. And I think that that, to get a little bit even deeper with this, like what I've realized in therapy and talking to different friends that you know, there's like an element of belonging. Like I would love to actually even talk about belonging on this podcast and like a maybe standalone podcast at some point, but like there's this human need to belong. And so like in every, like every circle, it's like, okay, belong with your family, belong with your friends, whatever it is, whatever your circle is to belong. And I feel like there's, um, depending on the ethos of what you grew up in and the ethos of um, what your circle is, like there might be a set point or a default of like how happy you can be. And this is something I've learned in therapy. And so I can't take credit for this learning at all, but it makes a lot of sense to me. And so sometimes it's like, okay, well, the people in my group or wh whatever the places that I belong the most, maybe I'm standing a little bit taller today. Like I feel a little bit more joy today, but sometimes that can be really scary. Like, like literally very, very scary for people to um, embody that joy, embody that happiness because they're afraid of standing alone. They're afraid of not belonging. And that's real because like talking about knocking people down a peg, like it's, I think it's when people try to knock others down a peg, at least in my experience, I think they're feeling a, a lack of belonging. Like, oh shit, this person that I'm so used to like being in the shit with 
is actually doing well, oh God, like, what does that mean? So I'm going to try to knock them down a little bit to like feel better. And it goes the opposite way as well. If you're the one feeling amazing and then you kind of, you know, are afraid to tell someone that could be a signal that you're maybe not feeling, it's, it's just a sense of belonging. It's like, it's like a, it's a physiological need though, I think in all humans. Yeah. I mean, you're blowing my mind right now. And it also makes me, I mean, it makes me feel like we should, at some point, maybe we should have somebody in from sobriety programs or recovery programs or that whole idea that you now are doing better. You have stepped away from these toxic behaviors. You are trying to be a better person and you're surrounded by all these people who are just like, no, no, you're going to drink because we're all drinking and it's going to trash your life and all these things. Like I'm not in recovery and I know a tiny bit about it, but I, I, I feel like exactly what you're describing is why when you make huge changes in your life, huge shifts in your life, you have to change the people you're around. Totally. Totally. And it's okay. It's scary and it's okay. And it's like, you know, it's just, I think so many people or I can say myself included sometimes it depends on who I'm around where it's like, which side of the line am I going to express? Am I going to be like, hell yeah, I'm amazing right now. Like this is incredible. I'm so happy. Or am I going to couch that a little bit and be like, I'm really happy, but oh God, you can't believe that this happened. Like, it's just, I think it's like, you, it's almost an instantaneous response where you're like, okay, well, I know how much joy the person that I'm talking to can handle, or I don't want to ostracize them because they're going through a bad time. So it's, there's codependency that comes in that. So yes, I agree that this is very much tied into addiction. And um, I think it's just an interesting thing to explore because I guess I just want to encourage myself. And I also want to encourage others to, as my therapist put it, stand as a tall poppy. <laughs> like she basically was like, she's, I mean, the whole the idea of like, just stand tall, like stand, like if you're happy, if you're joyful, great. Like just, just be that, like, it's okay. Yeah. I love it. <sighs> thank you, Katie's therapist. That's wonderful. Yes. Thank you. My therapist who I always love. I mean, it's just interesting. And it's like, I, you know, and then also when you kind of surround yourself with different people who do always stand in that, then it allows you to stand taller. And it's like Anne Friedman and, and um, her co-host of her of their podcast, um, Amina Tuso, who I'll link this into the chat um, or into the, um, the description of this podcast. They have this amazing podcast called Call Your Girlfriend, um, which is, I mean, it's super famous and, you know, I'll link that. But but they have this thing called shine theory, which they talk about all the time, which is when like, when you shine, I shine. And so the idea being like, okay, just shine as brightly as you want for, you know, for the duration that you want and the people around you will be better for it also. And so I think that's just something that I am willing to talk about right now, because I feel like this is something that I'm personally struggling with, but also it's not that the people around me are negative. It's just that like, I think my own default set point could be elevated a little bit even now while we're all you know a lot of us are struggling yeah i appreciate that also the idea that even if you have aren't um even if you're not having the most joyful time even if you are struggling with something the magic of being grateful for something the magic of like i mean i i just i'm trying to i was on a trip i don't want to give too much away i was on a trip I was having a really hard time. And I remember sitting in the car and thinking like, I am just grateful that the people I am visiting are in my life. 
And it totally pulled me out of like this funk I was in about what was going on. Like, I, I feel like there is something, if you're able to take a moment, even in the shittiest time, and I think we talked about this with Lisa, I think we've talked about this a lot. Like if you are able, even in the shittiest time, to just identify one thing, like I am so grateful that I've had enough therapy to deal with this situation as shitty as it is. Yes. That even counts. Yes. And I agree with you in terms of the point about changing the energy. Like I, I mean, I'll be super vulnerable here and say that like Tyler and I, when we're in like super stressed about work or whatever, often we will, you know, which we learn in therapy, but we will say like, ask the other person, like, what are you grateful for? Like in mid conversation, like this is not like, this is not like a natural, like we're super Zen right now. Let's talk about gratitude. It's like, no, we're in the shit. Let's talk about gratitude. And what's really interesting is like, we'll just list things. And sometimes those things are very basic, like sunshine, not even kidding, Karen. Like we'll like list like our house, like we are are, like each person will go individually. It's not like we're saying together what we're grateful for, but it's like, um, it actually changes the energy of the conversation. And it's, it's honestly something that we do often before we go to bed because we're often like wound up. Like we just finished, finished watching the news, which is not advisable before you go to bed, but like, whatever it's like, you know, but sometimes we'll say those things and then boom, like we'll fall asleep much easier because it's like, Oh, you know what? There's just so much to be grateful for. Even in like the fact that we're alive, like the, the alternative sucks. Like, it's like, let's just, you know, let's just be grateful for that. Like our health, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And, and I think there's, there is absolutely brain science behind what you're saying that this is not us just being woo woo, but there is actual science behind the power of gratitude and that people perform better. Like I have a friend who works with surgeons and integrating gratitude into their lives has made them more careful. And there is a ton of science around why it's so important to be grateful. Yes, totally. I mean, I never really knew anything about like gratitude practices until I heard Oprah talking about a gratitude journal that she's like kept for seriously what I don't even know. She's talked about it on different podcasts, but like for the past 20 something years, she like writes every single morning. And it's like, it's, you know, part of me is, I think when I heard that originally, I was like, well, yeah, no shit. Oprah is, you know, of course she's grateful for like, you know, she has a lot to be grateful for, but then it's like, well, no, she's just like anyone else. Like, yes, she has billions of dollars, but like anybody could write a gratitude list or just say something out loud in terms of that. But it's so interesting what you say about the surgeons and like how, you know, people are just happier and perform better and it changes your brain. Yeah, it absolutely changes your brain. Well, and I mean, Oprah wasn't always Oprah. Oprah at one point, you know, had shitty hair on channel seven in Chicago, like, you know, yeah. The reason she became Oprah. Yeah, totally. It's so true. And it's interesting this morning I was out for a run and I was listening to uh, WTF, which is a podcast by the comedian Mark Marin. And I had not listened to that podcast. I don't even know years. He had Michael J. Fox on. And um, it was interesting because Michael J. Fox recently came out with a new book and um and it was really cool because I'd never heard Michael J. Fox speak like outside of like, you know, back to the future. But, um, but he was, he's such an optimistic person. And like, he, I mean, he has this horrible degenerative disease in Parkinson's and has for like 30 years, but he was talking about how, um, his father-in-law, like they used to talk about how, um, the only way to be optimistic is to be grateful. Like they're like, 
it's like a exclusive relationship. Like to be optimistic about the world, to be optimistic about your life, like it doesn't exist. One does not exist without the other. And I thought that was so profound because I was like, oh damn, like that's so true. And it's, it reminds me of another thing that I'll link in the description of the podcast, which is this great book called The Optimist Manifesto. It's by this woman named Elizabeth Shaw and who's a personal friend of mine. And it's so interesting because so many of the things she talks about are really gratitudes, but it's like, you know, it's about optimism, but I don't think you can be optimistic without being grateful for things. Like it's just, it doesn't work, I don't think. I love that connection. Today's episode of Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast is brought to you by Rebellious Magazine. No, no, I know you've never heard of it. It's okay. It's fine. Listen, it's at rebelliousmagazine.com. It's a feminist magazine. It was founded by a mouthy black lesbian. And if you give a shit about mouthy black lesbians, you should read it and you should send us money. Rebelliousmagazine.com. Don't miss it. Check it today. I know of this author, another shout out to the Calm app, because he did a masterclass for Calm that I loved. Um, And I'm going to find the name of his book. They really should sponsor us. We love them. I love the Calm app so much. We're not even blown smoke. This is real. We are truly in love. So please sponsor Ah. us. (laughs) So, Anso, you should sponsor us. Okay. Give us money. His name is Sean Anchor. No, Sean Aker. A-C-H-O-R. Sean. S-H-A-W-N. And his... Calm Masterclass is called Discovering Happiness, and his title is world-renowned happiness expert, which makes me want to kick him. But the Masterclass is really good. Why I thought of him is that his theory and his research, I mean, he's like a Harvard-trained researcher. He's the, you know, happiness expert, but really, like, he's been to Harvard. And his link is that we think that Happiness is some destination that we'll get to. I'll be happy when I do whatever. And his research shows you will do whatever if you are happy now. Yes. That happiness leads to the thing, that you have to be happy and grateful now. Like, what would it look like if you were happy and grateful now and tried to get to the next place? And that each step you took made you happy rather than happiness be this being this thing that you're constantly chasing and that you will never ever 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 get to yes yeah it's like the destination of happiness which is just elusive if you don't practice gratitude in the moment and that you'll never that you keep thinking there's always the next thing we're constantly told that you're never going to get there that like oh that's great you got this big, beautiful house, or you got a promotion, or you got whatever, like, when are you going to get this? When are you going to do that? When are you going to, you know, it's never, it's never enough. We never let ourselves just be happy and grateful for where we are. Yes. His name again, I I need to, I'll link this also in the, in the description. His name is Sean Aker, and he has the Calm Masterclass, and then he also has a book, the name of which I do not know. That's okay. That's Sean Aker. That's really great. And I I love this example so much, Karen, because I feel like it also just like brings everything back to like happiness, but also to gratitude. It's like happiness, like for people to think that, and I've totally been, of course, like I think it's human nature to think that like it's a destination, like when I lose 10 pounds, when I blah, blah, blah. 
then I'll be happy. But like, I actually think practicing gratitude forces you to be in the present moment so that like you actually experience happiness when you're thinking about gratitude. And so it's like, it just all goes together in the same beautiful soup. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love soup? Who doesn't love soup? Happiness soup, right? Gratitude soup. Trademarked. (laughs) They'll be sponsoring us soon. I know. Today's episode of Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast, is brought to you by whatever that was dripping down Rudy Giuliani's face last week. What, 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 what were you? What are you? You've brought so many people so much joy. We appreciate you for sponsoring this podcast. We really appreciate it. Unnamed product that created rivers of brown goo down Rudy Giuliani's sweaty face during one of the most batshit crazy um, press conferences of all time. Thank you. And um, one of my friends noted that perhaps that product was dripping because it only works on humans. Ooh, that's a, that's not even a hypothesis. We solved it. Thank you, product that only works on humans for showing us that Rudy Giuliani is actually an alien. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I think that like this week, I mean, yes, it's always something that like I think about in terms of gratitude and it always brings me back to the present moment. But this week to think about gratitude, like I'm so grateful to have this space with you that like we just made up three months ago and like here we are on episode 17, like there's just so much gratitude I have for this. Absolutely. There's no question. Ugh. Well, and, you know, for those of you who don't have to see your families this week, I have a friend who had something on Facebook who was joking like, you know, if not for all of the posts comforting ourselves that we can't see our families for the holidays, there would be posts saying, comforting ourselves for having to see our families for the holidays. Like, you know what I'm saying? So for those of you who have an out from having to have dinner with those people, I hope that you're grateful for that. Gratitude for solitude. You know, it's good too. (laughs) Depending on your situation. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And also zoom. If you really are sad that you can't see your family, zoom is great. Highly recommend zoom sponsoring this podcast because I've given them about $150 this year for a business account that's random, but I actually love every second of it and it's really paid off. So in my connections with others, love you, Zoom. Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you, Zoom. Uh, you definitely should start sponsoring podcasts because so many of us are using you right now. Totally. To make these happen. Or maybe just float a few thousand stock options. I know that your stock's doing really, really well right now. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> cool. Stock up. <laughs> Life is across the table. Yes, exactly. And I feel uplifted by this conversation, just talking about gratitude with you. I agree. Yes. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Oh, for everyone listening, we are going to be taking the week of Thanksgiving off. And so we will be back uh, in two weeks. We will see you then. See ya. Thanks. Thank you.